The Scottish moors are a strange and lonely place, yet somehow incredibly beautiful. Haunting is probably the right word, and it seems extra fitting as I pull up to my family's old, eerie manor, a singular structure sitting alone on the vast, rolling countryside. The fog that drifts slowly over everything only adds to the almost comically spooky atmosphere. Fortunately, I don't believe in ghosts, demons, or anything else that goes bump in the night. I can name plenty of things more terrifying than the prospect of spending my week in this eerie place, including the drive to get here as an American, trying desperately to ignore the fact that I was traveling on what deeply felt like it was the wrong side of the road. I pop open the trunk of my rental car and pull out minimal bags, then head up to the front door and pull out my key. Here goes nothing, I say to myself, slipping a rusted old key into the lock and then jiggling ferociously. The Colson Manor hadn't been lived in for years, skipping over several fearful potential occupants as it lay empty and alone. Finally, after the death of my parents, the estate has reached me and, not being the least bit superstitious, I jumped at the chance to come out here and spend the week working on my novel. Besides, what better place to write a horror story than in an old haunted house? The lock finally clicks and I push the door open, revealing an ancient wooden foyer complete with dusty rug and chandelier. A massive elk's head is mounted on the wall, staring down at me with its beady taxidermy eyes. Cool, I say to myself out loud as I step inside and close the door behind me. First things first, find the furnace room. I had the foresight to call ahead and make sure the lights were all working, and fortunately, I hadn't been lied to. However, whenever the electricity had been installed was long, long ago, and the poor planning of the era has created a rather dim environment, even with everything in the house at full illumination. I cross through the foyer and into the dining room, where a giant oak table fills the space beautifully, then find a door to the basement where the furnace waits to be awakened from its slumber. I open the door and hesitate for a moment, a chilly sensation suddenly running the length of my spine. Despite the fact that I'm not the least bit superstitious, there's no denying the fact that the gaping maw of the basement lying before me is a truly sinister sight, even with the single hanging light bulb to guide me. I make my way down the stairs slowly and then stop at the bottom, shivering slightly as I take in my surroundings. There's an old roll-top desk in the corner and some shelves that have been deconstructed for storage. The furnace is right in front of me, but I'm much more curious about the huge rectangular object that lies next to it, propped up against the cold cement wall and covered in a dirty white sheet. I creep towards it and cautiously remove the sheet, revealing an incredible assortment of gorgeous oil paintings. My great-uncle, one of the last full-time residents here, had been an artist and his style was unmistakable. I begin to look through the canvases. The first painting is of a man running across the moors with a look of fear in his eyes. The landscape itself is gorgeous, but off in the distance are three distinct shapes in bright flaming red. The man looks a lot like my great-uncle, at least the few photographs that I've seen of him. I gasp as I flip to the next canvas. This one depicts a similar-looking man near the side of the house. He's screaming in agony as three dog-like creatures pull him limb from limb, taking hold with their jaws and tugging him this way and that. The next few paintings all have similar themes, with my great-uncle being ripped to shreds by these strange red hounds with massive teeth and what appears to be small horns on their foreheads. 
The last canvas, however, is the most shocking of them all. Depicted in shocking realism is my ancestor on his hands and knees, being penetrated at either end by the strange creatures. The usual expression of terror has been replaced by one of gay, lustful pleasure. I shake my head, not quite sure what to make of all this, then set the canvases back against the wall. I quickly light the furnace and then start to head upstairs, but stop at the bottom as a strange thought crosses my mind. I go back and grab the final painting, and then carry it up with me.